0: He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels and business. You can find us online at SlickTalkThePodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform.
1: Well, good afternoon, my slick talkers and hospitality professionals. It is Tuesday, two p.m. here. Um, I'm excited for this episode of Slick Talk the Hospitality Podcast just because I have a special guest who actually reached out to me via email. And um, today, I have the pleasure of introducing Adam Knight, T-year plus veteran in the hospitality industry, working for high-end hotels from the Caribbean to California and also taking some schooling in uh british columbia so without further ado introducing this episode of slick talk the hospitality podcast so you want to become a hotel manager i'm excited to introduce adam adam how are you doing today oh how about you cannot complain i'm pumped for this episode and just want to say thank you again for reaching out um has kind of actually helped gave me a or give me a boost to start podcasting again. So I'm really excited for this episode. That's great. Thanks for having me on. It's really great to be here. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, I kind of wanted to go into a little bit because you've been doing this for about 20 years now from, like you said, a pot washer to general manager and more Um, for the last 20 years. And it's kind of funny because the joke that you said is that you've been doing this longer than you haven't been doing this. And right. so um, I really want to dive into kind of if, well, for any of our listeners, actually, that are on right now. If you've seen my blog on the Slick Talk, thehospitalitypodcast.com, you can kind of see more of Adam's story. But really, um, I really want to uh, kind of dive into, let's say your first position, like you said, as a pot washer in the British Columbia hotel scene and up to general manager and on higher positions kind of tell us a little bit what made you go from your first position to say you know what I love washing dishes but I'm just gonna I'm gonna continue this route and go into management I'll try to distill the story because it's a long
0: one you know it covers a little over two decades but you know I um I started yeah as you said as a pot washer in Jasper Alberta at uh, what was the Canadian Pacific Uh, Jasper Park Lodge uh, at the time. So this is all the way back in the mid-90s. And the the one thing that I knew for sure when I finished high school is that I didn't want to go on to to university, on to college. Uh, I just wanted to get out and work and experience life and just start contributing. So we, uh, as a family growing up, we stayed at this hotel uh, a lot. It's a ski resort, ski destination in the uh, the Canadian Rockies. And uh, I applied just uh, out of the blue for a position and, and got hired as a pot washer working the 7pm to 3am shift. And honestly, I fell in love with it. It was the first time that I had the chance to really work with and get to know people from different parts of the country, uh, different parts of the world, different cultures. And and it was just that much of an eye-opening experience that I really wanted to get as much as I could uh, out of the industry. And, And it really just went from there. Um uh, worked in jasper for a little over a year i moved back to edmonton alberta where i grew up um, took a job as a bellman uh, at a hotel in downtown edmonton and then after a few years doing that job it was uh it was about time to think about going on to school so i uh, found this hotel program uh, at Kamloops college in victoria british columbia hotel restaurant administration And uh, after, you know, five or so years of being out of school, dove right back in and uh, had an absolutely incredible experience doing that program. You know, I had some real world experience under my belt uh, at that point. So it allowed me to really, I think, get uh, a a different understanding of the educational component of this program because I was able to see it in practice uh, with the experience Mm -hmm. that I had. And then uh, wrapped that program up after a couple of years, joined up with uh, CP Fairmont again in Calgary, uh, worked on the, uh, the private concierge floor uh, at the property there, the Palliser. And um, that, was a, that was a little over a year, a really great experience. It was my first time really getting my hands into what true luxury experience is all about, really high touch service and what it was like to really craft experiences for guests. And, uh, and after that, I mean, things just really took off. Uh, at the time, the only real international outpost in, um, in CP in Fairmont was uh, Bermuda and Barbados. So I had an opportunity to join uh, with uh, the Hamilton Princess in Bermuda as guest services manager. And that was my first true management uh, position. And things really just took off from there. Um, moved to the U.S. Uh, not long after that. To San Francisco, took on a role uh, in the city uh, now. I'm actually in San Francisco now. Uh, and then moved all over, went up to Seattle, down to Orange County, out east to Washington, D.C., uh, spent a short amount of time in Pittsburgh. I went to Barbados. I mean, I really
1: feel like I've covered the, the North American continent pretty well. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, from kind of taking your pot washing experience to school. And then your first guest service manager position, um, when you took that position, what did you expect? Um, because I know you had a little bit of schooling under your belt with a little bit of life experience uh, or hands-on experience kind of before schooling. What did you really expect and how did that turn out for you in a bigger sense of the topics since that we're talking about you wanna become a hotel manager? Right, well, it's a really great question.
0: And you know, thinking back to the expectation that I had for the role, I think that not having truly led anybody in, a, in any managerial context up until that point, I really thought that if you had the title manager, you know, in your in your position, that people would follow your direction and, you know, do what it is that needs to get done. Um, so going into the role, I, I assumed that it would be that easy because I had no context. And I found out very quickly that that is uh, uh, very much not the case. It's 100% opposite. Um, it's, uh, it went uh, it, totally the other direction. You know, you really, in a, in a short way of describing it, you have to take the time to get to know people, to build relationships. And people don't follow the position. They follow the person. And if they don't have any trust or they don't feel that the person that they're reporting to will provide a safe environment for them to thrive, it's going to make your job a lot harder. I think you're going to find getting work done through other people really isn't going to go the way that you plan.
1: So in a sense, you're kind of taking on another guest. You're going from a guest service representative, taking care of guests and people from all over the world and different cultures and other experiences to really taking on a team, but you're also in a way, you're not only taking care of the guests by through, you know, through actions with them, but you're also taking care of them as in, as, as if they were your own guests in a way. You know, you, as a, in, in that kind of a
0: position, you're not really on the front line so much anymore. There's a, there's a, a higher level of, you know, back office work and some filing and administrative work that needs to get done. So you don't get to be in front of the guests as often as, uh, as you would be when you were in a front line position. And so you're Success in large part is is really predicated on getting work done through other people. And you really need your team on the front line to be performing at a high level, to want to do the job that they have and do it really well. And you know, all of the different metrics that we use in hospitality that grade success come along with that. And so when you start seeing, you know, whether it's guest service scores go up or go down and you know maybe upsells if you're on the front desk go up or go down um, and whatever other metrics that you're looking at um, that's really in large part due to your ability to lead your team at the end of the day you have to look at yourself and your
1: skills and how you're uh, interacting with your team well so for me when I became or when I first actually kind of dove into the industry um, and something I wish I don't know if you experienced the same thing is what I'm trying trying to say before you became a manager. um, When you were kind of on the front line, whether it was guest services or pot washing or whatever it may be, do do you kind of wish, because this is what I experienced, do you wish that somebody saw that fire in you, the passion to learn more, the the drive to do better and provide excellent service with every interaction you have with guests or staff, um, but you never received it? You never received that kind of mentorship. No one really, they saw the passion, but they didn't really do anything about it. Or is this just kind of my experience in the beginning? No, I, I think that that's the case. I think if you ask just about anybody, they'll, they'll, they'll
0: agree with that position. Um, it's it's one of those things where until you are sitting in that chair, you don't have a really full understanding of all of the inputs that a manager deals with on a day-to-day basis. And the really good ones are able to, uh, to, to manage them, to, uh, uh, to prioritize in a way that makes sense and, and they understand that it's you know, team first and everything else comes after that. Uh, and part of that team first mentality is making sure that you're giving mentorship and feedback to people. It's gotta be not just good feedback, you're giving feedback for improvement and it's gotta be done on the spot and you're coaching people along and almost course correcting uh, you know, behavior and actions to make sure that everybody's moving in the same direction. And part of that is understanding and talking to your people about what it is that they want to do with their career. Where are they trying to go? Why, while they're spending their you know, eight to 10 hours a day working at the front desk, for example, uh, mm-hmm. what do they want to accomplish in the next six, 12, 18, 24 months? And then it's your responsibility as a leader to make sure that
1: you're able to provide that for them or get them into a position where they can get the things that they want. Exactly. So you're not just kind of doing your your job as in a manager taking care of payroll and scheduling and all the other stuff, but you're kind of, not in a bad way, but in a, in a kind of a shepherding way, you're you're hurting. You're kind of getting people in the right direction, kind of telling them, hey, you're going too far this way. We need you to go straighter this way, uh, yada, yada. And that kind of um, aspect, you're... You're really kind of setting the tone and the pace for the the team. Work for your team at
0: the end of the day. And you know, don't you can't get it mixed up. That, you know, yes, you have a direct
1: supervisor, whoever that is in the hierarchy, but of course. You work for your team. Of course. So you have to have that. So in in a way, the management, this can kind of also go in a couple different ways. They say the best leaders are the ones who eat last, who sit last, who Really, are serving, not not telling or bossing. That's that's a hundred percent
0: true. Um, yeah, I uh, I've heard a lot. You probably have too. Through my career, is uh, leading from the front, uh-huh. and that, and leading from the front doesn't mean you know the first one to take a break and the first one to get out of there and the first one to get down and you know get a plate of food. It really means that you are leading the team to the place that you're trying to go. And you're making sure that they have all of the tools and the knowledge that they need to be successful. It's being communicative. It's being, uh, you know, there when they need you. It's being that, uh, you know, that shoulder to cry on. It's being that person that rallies the troops. It's being that person who brings in donuts and coffee and, you know, gets people hooked up for a tough day. Uh, it's, it's, you, you have to wear a lot of hats. You've got to know that going into it. Now, you're not going to have those skills when you go into it, but those are the things that you need to
1: know that you need to develop as you move through your career. So I kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, I have two other points, and this is kind of one in a way of people that are in the management role already or are in higher than just management, you know, GM, director of whatever. Um, role, um, do you see, because there's a high turnover rate for um, training hotel staff and hotel staff in general, the market has a very high turnover rate and there are going to be many factors such as culture, uh, management style, the person who's employed, you know, really just wanting a nine to five job, but ended up not working out for them, whatever they may be. Um, do you see from a higher standpoint, maybe if a, there's a general manager listening to this um podcast do you see a point um as if there there may be a fire in somebody but do you see with a high turnover rate is worth the investment um kind of pouring into that person that's got that passion or are you a little hesitant because you're afraid that the more you envelop them or um you get more experience and show them more of the back end stuff and whatnot that they're gonna they're gonna kind of drop out of the race I think that
0: you need to take the time to truly get to know the people and develop them. And I'd rather have somebody who's engaged and performing at a really high level for six months than someone who's just phoning it in for two years and, and really not operating at a, a very high level. And, and you know, maybe in some cases, bringing the team down on the back end if uh, if you're not careful. I think you absolutely need to develop people. You know, the nice thing about hospitality, working in a hotel you have an opportunity to touch so many different professions. I think this is something that people don't really have front of mind. If you want to get into culinary, or you want to be a sommelier, or you want to be in accounting, or if you have a passion for safety and security, or engineering, or sales and marketing, or event planning, whatever your passion is, you can do that in a hotel but you just may not know what that thing is that gets the fire going for you. So getting into a property and getting a chance, especially if you work with a a manager who gives you the latitude to get your hands in some Mm -hmm. of these different pots. So, you know, you may start as a front desk agent, but find that, you know, I really am happiest when I'm working in the kitchen. You know, I I love being a cook. And if you've got a leader that can, mold you in that direction, then then I think both people are winning. Because, you know, again, at the end of the day, as you mentioned, it, turnover's high. It's really hard to get people into the industry. So I think we have a responsibility as leaders to find the passion in people, the things that want to keep them in the industry so they can have long careers.
1: Well, especially with the turnover rate thing, um, it's really hard, which I've seen because I've been through about five different properties in a restaurant by now. And the one thing I'm noticing is hard to get the younger generation involved in the hotel or even to get in the industry itself. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with, I don't actually, it doesn't have a lot to do with this, but in, in a sense, you would think it would, it would be more appealing to the younger generation because schooling costs are so high. Many people don't know exactly what they want to do yet. Whether they're fresh out of high school, they're a few years out. Um, You would think that the hotel industry would be more appealing because there's so many options. Like you said, accounting, front desk, hotels, reservations, kitchen, you name it. There's sales and event coordinating. Um, So many options that you think you know. Being able to dab a little bit into every department would be more kind of a Learning tool, a life experience, and kind of an education system for the younger generation to get into the industry.
0: Yeah, so. would and you know we see a lot of success when we go to some of the the uh, the hotel schools out there. Uh, you know, uh, many of the, the the big programs in the country—I mean, you know what they are—have hotel companies come and recruit. to do big recruiting fairs right near the graduation time, and uh, and they do get a lot of success from that. But yeah, you know, you're right. The the um, the fact is is that everybody who's coming out of those schools, or a large majority of people coming out of schools like that, uh, want to get directly into leadership roles. True, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I love that ambition. I had that ambition, uh, you know, when I was coming out of school. The hard part is is that a lot of times hospitality is a, a, a an industry where uh, you get rewarded with having experience over having education to a certain That's degree. Very yeah. uh, to a certain degree, it's not—it's definitely not a hard and fast rule. But uh, you know, you, you find a lot where people have worked their way up through different roles uh, rather than just coming in from the outside with a big degree and then you know getting in and, and whether it's running a department or running a hotel. So it's, it's tricky. You've got to be willing to go in and uh, pay your dues, so to speak, um, and getting an understanding of the lay of the land, especially in some of the more complex, the bigger properties, to understand how they work, all the moving parts. I mean, we're talking in some cases, you know, well over a hundred million dollar businesses here. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. and it's, uh,
1: it it's, it's big business. Well, it's just kind of like um, the aspect of, yeah, most of my managers that I've had in the past, they've all you know started out kind of like what you said, and where you've been through is that uh, they all kind of started out in the the back of house, you know, doing the the crap job that nobody wanted to do, but they needed the job and worked their way up to you know five, six, seven years later, their director of front office or whatever it may be. Because um, I I think not even just in hospitality, a lot of companies and industries would rather have or hire somebody at a lower position and see their dedication after a couple of years of work and learning and mentorship rather than hiring right out of school. If I may be correct and or incorrect on that, but um, I don't know from a point cause you were a general manager at one point. So would you have rather had one of your front desk agents uh, become the front office manager after three or four years of dedication to the guests or would you rather hire somebody outside of school that has a killer resume? That's a great question.
0: I hate to generalize, but I would say, you know, given the opportunity to hire somebody with uh, with experience versus no experience, I'm going to go with experience every time. Um, and I, you know, I think that there's something to be said when you get into a management role and when you're when you're finally leading people, you you can never ask them to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. Totally. And if you have got the background and the experience of cleaning rooms and checking people in, and, you know, you know what it's like to have to relocate somebody, uh, you know, at a, a full hotel at 11 o'clock on a Friday night when there's no open rooms within five miles of your hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you there's, there's a there's a a team building and a credibility aspect that comes with that when you're managing a team. And, And I don't think that you can discount that. It's not to say that you can't be successful if you don't have experience doing, you know, A, B, or C, but you know, in the context of leading a team, your team in a lot of cases will, will lead or follow behind your direction, follow your direction and rally
1: behind you. Uh, if you've been in the trenches with them. Exactly. So instead of being at a desk, you know, typing in numbers and looking at reservations kind of has reservations instead of people um, seeing you out on the front line, dealing with guest issues, but also dealing with happy guests and groups and all this other stuff makes it more appealing to them because they see, yes, I may be being getting paid less, but my boss is doing the same job and more. So that's the person I want to be behind, in a in a way, That's what you're kind of saying, right?
0: You're right. You can't just, uh, you know, sit in the back and, uh, and direct the team. It really helps to be on the floor with them, you know, shoulder to shoulder and, and seeing what's going on on the floor with the guest in real time. Because, you know, the flip side to that is there are going to be times where, you know, the company, the hotel, your department, you inadvertently put up barriers that make it harder for your team to do their jobs. And it may be just be a procedure that's put in place or some new practice that uh, that seemed like a good idea at the time. But when you actually work with it with guests in real time, you find out that it's just really not the right thing to be doing. Um, and you won't know that if you're not on the floor and working with the team uh, you know, on a, on a day-to-day basis to see how those new practices or
1: procedures are actually unfolding. I totally agree with you on that one. Um, so my... My last question I think we're going to use here for this, um, this session of podcasting, it's just going to be out of the 20 plus years you've been doing this, you've, you know, finally opened up your own consulting firm, um, uh, Proven Principles out in California. Um, but you've also, like you said, you've had VP experience, you've had general manager experience. So I'm pretty new into the, not new, new, but I'm pretty new to the management role. Um, for my day job, but then also having my consulting company on the side. Um, so what kind of advice would you give someone who is wanting to make this, uh, a career instead of just a job, you know, a nine to five who's wanting to kind of take that management role, who has that fire? Because like I said, when I first started, I was very new. I started out at a four diamond property for my first property ever, um, at the front desk with 700 rooms with, you know, very high-end experience Um, as a new guy I was nervous and scared but then once I got my bearings and my kind of feet wet um, big passion big fire for the industry and is what's kept me going ever since Um, what kind of advice would you hand down to somebody like that especially now that I'm in a management role and I'm learning from this advice not only from you but also this just podcast session in general where where would you kind of help the kindling uh, burn a little bit for that, that person, so to say. I think that if you
0: want to have a long career, it's a, it, I'll try to make it a short answer, but get involved in everything, get your hands into, you know, every aspect of what's going on in a hotel. Cause you know, as we all know, it's a, it's a complex animal. There's a lot of moving parts there. So the more knowledge that you can have, Uh, about it, the more well-rounded you're going to be as a manager, as a leader, you are also probably at some point going to figure out what it is that you're passionate about. So, you know, again, to the point earlier about what you want to do, you're only going to know that by doing, right? So get involved in Mm -hmm. a lot of things. And this is some advice that, you know, some people may follow or may not, but, you know, it worked well for me is go where the work is. Don't stay put. You know, the beauty of this industry is you can get paid to see the world Oh, yeah. You can move to any corner of the earth. You can live and work in places that people save up their entire lives to, to visit one time. Mm-hmm. And, and you, can, you can live there and you can experience the, you know, the local culture and you can make uh, lifelong friends all over the world. So, you know, every time you travel to Paris, you're going to be able to go see, you know, so-and-so that you work with back in Miami, for example. Uh, that's probably, for me anyway, that was the most compelling part of this entire uh, journey that I've been on now for over 20 years is the relationships with the people that I've built
1: uh, uh, over the over the years. Uh, it's really the most rewarding part. I actually was just gonna make a point about this earlier. I still have guests that I've checked in, um, you know, multiple times, repeat guests from my first hotel um, that I still talk to today, and it's been like two or three years. Like we still text, we still call, we're still involved in each other's families, and. Even the, uh, the coworkers I had during that time um, still are in deep contact with each other. And so I think you're pretty much dead on that spot is that if you're passionate for people and not only the backside of the industry, learning about revenue and all this other kind of stuff, but you're passionate about people, different walks of life, travel, you know, different cultures, just like you said, this is kind of a, the perfect spot to be because you're going to have kind of like the military. I, from my military experience, you're going to have people friendships that you've you're going to have forever, whether you're stationed together for a week or a month. Um, you just kind of have those bonds that will never go away. Yeah. I still have people that I worked with 15 years ago that were in touch and, and friendly today.
0: And, and, you know, we'll call each other and bounce ideas off of one another. And, uh, um,
1: yeah, it's, uh, it's hands down for me anyway, it's the best part. Perfect. Well, um, Kind of give us a little, we're kind of running out of time. We have a few more minutes and I kind of just want to dive into proven principles a little bit. Um, Give us, if somebody's a GM right now or a higher manager in a hotel or a owner of a vacation rental, whatever it may be, um, kind of tell us about the services you provide along with um, kind of your goal and mission with this company. uh, So I started proven principles
0: earlier this year. Uh, It is a consulting and coaching company that helps uh, hotels and vacation rental owners uh, optimize their operations and uh, train their staff. So there's a a couple of our our signature programs. We offer uh, a service fundamentals training program, and it's a three-part. It's three parts. Each part is two hours long uh, of uh, on-site training where we go through everything from how you present yourself with the guests all the way through how to uh, emotionally connect with uh, guests when they're on property uh, to really enhance their experience. And so it's, it's very comprehensive. It's great for everybody who's just starting from day one or you know those veterans that have been in the industry for you know 10, 15 20 years and may have forgotten a few of the, the finer points about uh, you know hospitality uh, engaging hospitality service. No, the other side is that uh, we work very closely with uh, vacation rental property owners and and hosts to optimize their operation and what i mean by that is a lot of people get into the you know the airbnb and vrbo game but they don't have a background in hospitality so you know yeah. setting up their their property for for guests and understanding all of the steps involved to get their place ready and get those five-star reviews that are so crucial uh, you know how to set their rates and Uh, all of the other, you know, little nuances of running what is effectively a decentralized hotel. Uh, We help people do that uh, better so that they can generate more revenue, get better reviews
1: uh, and bring in more profit. So kind of just a smooth interaction with guests from the point of booking to the point of checkout that there's no kind of just smooth operation from A to B to C in a way
0: exactly right. From from the uh, from before the reservation is made, all the way through to departure, all the touch points that need to be hit throughout uh, uh, throughout the time that the guest is with you,
1: uh, and how to keep that business coming in. So at the end of the day, that's uh, that, that's what people want. Exactly. So branding, marketing, revenue management, amenities, flow of the the property. Because um, like you said, you're you're pretty much a GM of a tiny, very tiny hotel. Um, right. And so. I, I really think that's really worth it because of just the 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 industry I don't know if you've seen the TV show um, uh, what's it called on Netflix um, travel here or something like that or visit here yep uh, yep yeah stay here that's what it is and um, so they kind of made a good point of it that you're a GM of a small hotel so that you're kind of Doing all this from a big hotel property, what they do as one person from running a website to reservations to amenities, partnerships with local uh, providers to the cleaning of the hotel or your your property in a way, and so it's kind of getting aspects on the generalization of running that property. You know, the
0: name of the company, Proven Principles, came about because there are tried and true practices and principles and procedures. That have been operating in the luxury hospitality world for a long time, and with my background and, and knowledge in that sphere, uh, I'm able to bring those concepts and make them work in the uh, the vacation
1: rental space. Perfect. Well, um, I posted on the blog, you know, about your your information. Um, where can, uh, where else can people find you know proven principles and kind of finding some of that content that you're putting out on on the web.
0: So, uh, Proven Principles has a Facebook page. uh, It's The Proven Principles. Uh, You can also find Proven Principles on Instagram, The Proven Principles. Uh, I'm on Instagram too, at Adam Knight. And um, we've got our website, theprovenprinciples.com. We're working on a few fun things right now with uh, uh, Alexa skills and a few other little tidbits that are going to be coming down the pipe soon. So, uh, really excited about that.
1: Perfect. Well, I just want to say thank you for again for being on the show. Um, seriously, I never expected anybody from California to reach out to me that listened to my podcast. So to, to truly have you on my podcast has been exciting for me. And it kind of shows also for me, for what I'm doing, that something's working. I, if I can get a 20-year veteran that wants to get on my Slick Talk show, then obviously we got something good. So, um Again, I just want to say thank you for being on here and um, for all my listeners that are really listening um, and got through the whole episode. Just uh, take a take a look on our website, SlickTalkVPodcast dot um, You can find more information about Adam and his uh, his company, Proven Principles. Also, you can check out his website, social medias, and um, I just want to say thank you for being on the show, Adam. Appreciate it. Well, thanks so much. It's my pleasure. We'll talk soon. You bet. Bye. Thank you all for listening. For more information on this episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, you can check it out online, slicktalkthepodcast.com. For more information about Adam and his company, theprovenprinciples.com, and for future episodes because Adam and I will be launching a podcasting series for those in the hospitality, hotel, and vacation rental industry.
0: Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast.
1: What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in.